So the first reading is taken from Matthew chapter 20, verses 20 to 28. And it's headed, A Mother's Request. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to Jesus with her sons, and kneeling down, asked a favour of him. What is it you want, he asked. And she said, Grant that one of these two sons of mine may sit at your right and the other at your left in your kingdom. You don't know what you are asking, Jesus said to them. Can you drink the cup that I am going to drink? We can, they answered. Jesus said to them, you will indeed drink from my cup, but to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared by my Father. When the ten heard about this, they were indignant with the two brothers. Jesus called them together and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, Whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So the second reading is taken from Philippians chapter 2. And it's headed, Imitating Christ's Humility. If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any fellowship from the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, 
but now much more in my absence. Continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. Do everything without complaining or arguing, so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation, in which you shine like stars in the universe as you hold out the word of life, in order that I may boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labour for nothing. But even if I am being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you. So you too should rejoice and be glad with me. Amen. Thanks be to God for his reading. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we pray that you will speak to us as we listen, Lord, to um, your word once again. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, we know moms are very wonderful, and we have some moms here. Yeah, hey, wonderful. Can we put our hands together for our moms? Yeah? Now, it doesn't matter how old you are, as far as your mom is concerned, you're still that little boy or little girl. <laughs> um, a gentleman took some flowers to the mom in a care home on Mother's Sunday. As soon as he opened the door, say, Mom, happy Mothering Sunday. She looked at him and said, Come. Can you go in there and take a comb and comb your hair? And by the way, your hand is very dirty. Can you go into the loo and wash off your hand before you come back here? <laughs> so moms always have very good pieces of advice. And when they say to you, can I give you a piece of advice? It doesn't matter whether you say yes or no, they will give it to you anyway. <laughs> so on this very occasion of our reading, this wonderful mom comes to Jesus and says to Jesus, I have a request for my boys who have been following you all these years. Could you, when you get into your kingdom, ensure that this one sits by your right and the other one by your left? Moms are always looking out for their children, aren't they? Now, she didn't care whether the rest of the disciples were observing what was going on, that drama. But she wanted something for her children anyway. But what she was asking was a bit selfish. And by the way, remember, these two boys, James and John, were the ones who were called the sons of what? Thunder. Sons of thunder. Now you can see where it comes from. <laughs> this forceful mom who always wanted her way. So the children were even much more forceful. So Jesus called them the sons of thunder. Now, here they are before the Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus looked at this woman and said, Wow, what you're asking is really, really very tough because it's not in my hands to give. And he looks at the boys and says, Can you drink from the cup I am going to drink? Oh, wow, of course, sons of thunder. Yeah, we could. Yes, we will. I said, All right, 
you will really drink, but unfortunately still, it's not in my hands to give what your mom is asking me to do. And Jesus goes on to talk about servanthood. He says, anyone is going to be chief among you, head among you, let that person learn to be what? A servant. And Jesus lived that life of servanthood. You remember when he washed the feet of his disciples? It was one of those ways he was teaching them about serving. And you know, in those days, we didn't have paved roads like this. Most of the roads were dusty, country, you know, paths. Except that there were these Roman, you know, roads that ran around the whole empire. Those ones were there. But even those cobbled roads were still dusty. So when you visited someone and you came in with your dusty feet, the best they would do for you, give you water to drink, wash your feet. And then you can come into their house and share with them. And the next wonderful thing they will do is if they invite you to their table to share a meal with them. That's really very, very generous. And so Jesus begins to tell them, if anyone is going to be chief among you, let them learn to serve. Because if you don't know how to serve, it's like sometimes politicians. They tell you all that they're going to do. Once they're up there, they're doing whatever they want to do, not what they promised they were going to do. But Jesus is saying, leadership should go with servanthood. If you aspire to be a leader, aspire to serve. Because that is what makes the difference. And for all of us here, whether young or old, we are all called to serve one another. And when you come to the church, the Lord has gifted us variously, differently. And not all of us have the same kind of gifts. And so the gift that God has given you is for you to use for what? Service. It's not for self-aggrandizement. If you can prophesy, it's not for you to look so big, others are little. If you can, you know, um, lift something, help those who cannot lift it, lift it for them. Everything we do in God's kingdom is to glorify the Lord and to serve the people. And if we are serving the Lord, we'll start by serving his people. And so Jesus laid down that principle. And his apostles after him followed suit. And you can see where Paul was writing and drawing us back the attention to Jesus. In verse 4 of Philippians chapter 2, um, it says, Each of you should look not only to your own interests, don't be only about yourself, but also to the interests of others. And verse 5 says, Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. The same. And Jesus says, a disciple should aspire to be like who? The master. That's how we can be said to be the disciples of Jesus. When we mirror, when we reflect the image of our master, Jesus Christ. And so he says, let your attitude. You know, when you come to church with a different attitude, you are not showing the mind of Christ. What is coming out is, you know, sometimes maybe very rough. And people say, someone once said, what you do 
It's too loud that I can barely hear what you are saying. So the attitude, the action sometimes precedes what we say. And Jesus is saying to us, be a servant of everyone. And if we will serve each one another, there'll be love, there'll be peace. And it comes from the heart of love. You know, you're not just, have you been to a restaurant where you ask for a glass of water and the, 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 the waiter who is angry you didn't order a drink that you have to pay for comes with that glass of water and just dumps it before you and it spills over. That's not service. That kind of person, when you finish, I'm not sure you're going to give him a tip. <laughs> the people you give a tip are those who have really served. And you say, wow, this person has gone above and beyond. And they come back and ask you, is there anything more that you need? I say, oh, no, I'm fine. He said, actually, in our minute today, we could give you this, we could give you that. And they are just so happy serving. But if anyone comes in that environment, having, you know, all these chips on their shoulder, and they come in there, and they are showing off who they are, why should they even be there working? Not supposed to be there. Anyone who works in that environment should serve. Now, the Apostle Paul goes on to describe what happened about Jesus, why we should mirror. He says, He was the very nature God, but He did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. He wasn't going to fight for it because He knew who He was. But He made Himself nothing. Taking the very nature of a servant, be made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. Having come as a human being, he did what? He humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on the cross. That's Jesus Christ. He humbled himself. That's why he says anyone who is going to serve must be humble. And then what happens? The Lord exalted him. See, after the service comes the exaltation. One day we'll stand before the Lord and he'll say, Good and faithful servant, thank you. You did what I wanted you to do. And the Lord will bless us for it. Because why? We humbled ourselves to serve. Now, he goes on to say from verse 12, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, no eye service. When you're serving, don't just do it because people are seeing you. Even when they are not seeing you, serve anyway. Even when they don't even say thank you, do what? Serve. Because you know who you're serving, the Lord God Almighty. You're not looking at what people will do for you here when they do, when they say thank you. That's wonderful, bonus. But if they don't, all the same, serve. And so God calls us to serve one another. He says, don't do it because you see us. But now, much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who does what? Work in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. So God is working in our hearts. And when God says, go, you go. When he says, stop, you stop. When he says, go back, you go back. Why? Because you're serving, you're listening with a servant heart, willing. 
Even when it's against your own will, you can say, all right, Lord, if that's what you want, I'll do it. That's a servant's heart. When people want to muscle their way through, all right, okay. That is what the Lord Jesus is asking of us today. And we can see the Apostle Paul repeating, emphasizing, and giving even further direction on how we could do that. Now look at verse 14. Do everything without what? Complaining or arguing. No, it shouldn't be the spirit of serving. The spirit of service is not, after all the argument and you still serve, the atmosphere has already been what? Spoiled. That's not the kind of atmosphere God wants in His church, God wants in our families, among friends. No, it's the atmosphere of love where we do this service without grumbling or arguing or complaining. Oh, yes, the other day, I did it, that, that. No. That's not what the Lord wants us to do. I'll never do it again. I did it last year. I did it. I've been doing it all this year. Nobody has ever said thank you. Never again. No. We are serving the Lord. Let's do it from our heart. A heart of love. A heart of joy. He says we are doing it for God. Even if people don't recognize it. And so it goes on again to say, verse 15, so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation. So whatever we are doing is in an atmosphere that is crooked and depraved. But God says in that same atmosphere in verse 15, He says you will shine like stars. Let your goodness shine out. Let people see your good works, Jesus says, and glorify your Father in heaven. And that's what it's all about. The kind of service that makes you to shine as a star. You are the star of God. Amen? Wherever you are, God says shine in your service as a star. Let people see you and say, wow, have you seen what you did? Wow, do you see what you did? What he did? It's all why you're shining like the star of God. You don't mind. Even when you're serving that they could say anything about you. Forget about it. Serve in any case. And verse 16, it says, As you hold out the word of life in order that I may boast on the day of Christ, that I did not run or labor for nothing. That's what the Apostle Paul is saying. I want on that day when I stand before the Lord, I say, God, see these people. I brought the gospel to them, but you see what they've done even more than I did for them. That's what the Apostle Paul is saying. A day of rejoicing is coming. So, being a servant of the Lord means love. If we do anything, that's what the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. He said, even if you can prophesy, you can see visions, you can do everything, if you do it without love, it equates to a tinkling symbol, you know, if rock begins to just rattle on that, um, you know, symbol there, David, you're close enough. Could you just rattle, find something, and just just knock knock on it? Uh, just just keep doing that. Loud, very loud. Don't be afraid. You see, it doesn't. It, it, it's not blending. It's not a symphony. But when they were all singing together, the guitar was coming in, the the the, the, the keyboard was coming in, and the voices and the drum, all of them blended together, didn't they? 
But when you're just rattling the cymbal, you just want to close your ear. No, 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 no. So stop, stop, stop. So today, what is the Lord saying to you and I? Let's go out and serve one another. Here in Christ Church, all around us in Swanley, wherever you are, whether you're a student, a teacher, a nurse, whatever we do as God's people, He said we should serve one another. And that's the heart of a servant. How do we develop it? By coming back to Jesus and saying, Lord, I'm sorry. I've got it all wrong. Could you help me, Lord? Give me that heart of yours. And if we have the heart of Christ, then we have the heart of a servant. And that is what we need today so that we can be children of God. Nothing out of selfish ambition, it says finally in verse 3. The heart of a servant say, does nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility. Consider others better than yourself. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, today we turn to you and pray. The Lord, you will give us this servant heart that as we serve one another, both in the church or even our families or out there in the public or even in wherever we find ourselves, our places of work, Lord, may we exemplify the life of Christ to the world around us. This is our prayer, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We come to a time of intercession. I don't know if there is anything in your heart that you want to bring to God in prayer. I just want you to, you know, begin to reflect on all of that. The Bible says, ask and you receive. Seek, you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. And we're going to pray for our world. We hear the things happening in Afghanistan in a couple of days. The, 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 the move to bring out people who are calculated to be at risk will end. In fact, the UK stopped yesterday, was it today, when that airlift has come to an end. But people are still in Afghanistan. We're not going to ferry all of them out of there. So what we can pray is that the peace of the Lord will rest in that country. That those who have taken over, that have brought fear across the world, that the Lord can still turn their hearts to do the right thing. So let us pray. Heavenly Father, this morning, we thank you for your word that you have given us, the word of peace, the word of service, the word, O oh Lord, to be like you, Jesus. Help us, Lord, to respond in kind by offering ourselves, just like Isaiah the prophet, when you said, who will go for us? Who shall I send? And they say, here am I, send me. Father, we pray that every one of us will have that servant heart like Elijah as well, who served you. Isaiah on this occasion, who said, here am I, send me. Lord, help us to respond to your call of service. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the world we live in. Lord, there's so much war, rumors of war, as we say in the Bible. We pray now for Afghanistan as a nation, for peace over that land. That the Taliban who have come into authority, the Lord, you will change 
and transform their heart that on this occasion you put in their heart compassion Lord there are Christian missionaries and ordinary Afghans who have turned to the Lord we pray father that they will not be forced to change their faith we pray that you keep them safe because some of them we understand are even being killed father please turn the heart of these wicked people to see the common humanity in others almighty god as we pray for the leaders of the taliban and all other of their foot soldiers we pray for the ordinary people in that country lord take away the fear take away the anxiety lord give them your peace and those of them who are eager to come out lord please especially those who are very much in jeopardy of their lives father may you give them a way of escape that they will leave that nation peacefully and lord we pray for the church of jesus christ across the world give us the boldness to continue to declare jesus christ as a lord of all even in this nation, may your church stand firm for the truth. We are in a generation where a lot of people are turning away from the faith. Lord, we pray that you will help us to remain firm, irrespective of those who will deny you. That Lord will stand firm to serve you from the depths of our hearts. Thank you, Lord Almighty, for the gift that you have given us. We pray, loving God, that you will steer our hearts to have the heart of service and now Lord we bring before you our individual requests which we silently mention to you in prayer oh Lord hear our prayer and let our cries come unto you and so, Father, for every other request we may not have mentioned, even those in our church family here who may be unwell apart from Phil, Lord, be with them. Let's have a fall. Lord, it was in hospital. We pray, Father, whatever, whatever it is right now, be with less. Thank you for those in fellowship this morning. Is there anyone nursing any hurt, any wound of any sort? Lord, may you bring your peace upon our hearts. As we look forward to a new week, send us out in the power of the Holy Spirit to stand to declare that Jesus Christ is Lord. Send us out, O Lord, to declare the love of Jesus to all those around us. Thank you, Father, for hearing our prayer. And as our Lord Jesus Christ taught us, so now together we pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Amen.